Fly Perspective Podcast. Went out, it was a few weeks ago, man. I went to go uh, congratulate my homegirl, Tasha. She got engaged, and uh, we met up. We toasted it up with a few friends, and it was a good time. So congratulations to her. I uh, get back to my car, start the car up, roll my window down, and I swear, out of nowhere, this flamboyant fellow pops up out of nowhere, and he's like, can I ask you a question? And I took a deep breath. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And I say, uh, yeah, what's up, bro? And he says, can I touch your beard? And I was like, nah, bro, move around. So then he walks off, and as he's walking off, and I'm about to pull off the lot, I hear another dude say, I told you he wasn't gay. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, boy, what the hell? <laughs> Shit. Damn, Natter Mosquito. I think I got his ass, but shit, I think it fell in my damn coffee. Good morning. Let's take it like this. Something classic. Scarface. Flop Perspective Podcast. Ghetto niggas remain vibing. All the killers remain silent. Niggas trapped with four fives and ain't smiling. And I'm driving to a place they all won't. The lake we build house, but Flop it's the hood we call home. In the ghetto, the only place above the fucking wheel. Keep it real. We focused on the dollar bill. Still, the outsiders tend to disrespect the place. When niggas do, they struggle in that with a straight face. Surviving under conditions, demons dying. You can run it, but can't hide it. So step aside. It's the nigga that's making music for the streets. Cause I love this motherfucker like pussy with no sheets. Cause it's deep. Some niggas make it out the neighborhood and won't surface. They let the money make them nervous. What's the purpose? A motherfucker sitting on that. Who came about the hood, but he can't come back. Fuck that. I remain in the street game frame. On a mission to maintain me and take aim. In position to let my opposition know my life is off in these streets. I keep it real with what's right. Surviving, sitting on the key, doing business on the people. Or sinking in this motherfucker deeper than the reaper. That no man born a woman harm me. Fuck me, you niggas in your army. Great classic tune right there from like the early 2000s. Scarface, Homies and Thugs. Got a Master P on that joint and uh, Tupac on that joint? Yeah, Tupac. Scarface, man, classic, man. Is it me or did it seem like that verse was hellish, man? That was back when you was writing 16 bar verses. Like, you know, cats ain't writing 16 no more. Like, some of the songs. Maybe like eight to twelve bars. You know what I'm saying? Like back then, songs was uh, shit four minutes long, four minute thirty long. You know now songs is like two twenty. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that was very classic, man. I'm channeling my inner uh, thug this morning, about seven in the morning, sipping this coffee. I hope the gnat didn't fall in the coffee because it was a good batch of coffee. But uh, if I do eat the gnat, it's you know it's a little protein. That's all it'll be. You know we gonna die anyway. You know what can be a stressful part of the day for me is like a lunch break, especially a lunch break when I don't have like a lunch prepared and I got to like run out on lunch and go grab some, especially because like my, my job, my lunch is only 30 minutes and it takes a while to get from where I am to my car and then, you know, all whatever, you know. So I went, you know, I went to Heavenly Quick Trip because, you know, Quick Trip got everything. I don't know, it's a gas station. If y'all got them, y'all got them. Uh, but they got these pizzas, right? So. I was like, all right, I ain't had no lunch. I was like, I can just go to Quick Trip, get me some pizza, a bag of chips, I'd be cool. When I get in Quick Trip, I got about 20, 25 minutes left, so I got to get back to work the clock back in. I go to grab the pizza, and all of them are burnt. 
and, and LaFonda's back there with the pizzas. I said, yo, so are all these just like old, like burnt ones? Or she said, oh, yeah, uh, I got to make another batch of pizzas. So then I had to settle for one of them heavenly uh, hot dogs with that, that, uh, with that cheese and that chili on there. Now, mind you, I don't know what's in the cheese and the chili. It's definitely, it looks like it's definitely not good for you on top of a hot dog, but it tastes amazing. I will say that. I was on Facebook the other day, uh, and I was scrolling, and people was talking about how they got like an extra $2,000 in food stamps on their card from what they normally get and how everybody was going to the store buying up all the damn food. And I'm like, hold on, bro. How did you people getting an extra $2,000 in food stamps? $2,000. Man, that's a lot of money in food. So you know what people are doing. They slanging them food stamps like they always been. I was in all these other day. A brother approaching, hey, bro, you, you paying with cash, you paying with card. I got them stamps. You know, and hey, to each his own. Ain't nothing wrong with doing it. You get it how you live. Come up how you come up. You know, we living in that era, definitely. Because it's hard out here for people. I wish I qualified for some damn food stamps. Free money to get food. Man, my grocery, man, my fridge would be stocked, boy. And one of the things I actually hate to do is go grocery shopping. But if I actually had free money to go grocery shopping, I probably would like it. Because <laughs> every time I get to the counter, I'd be like, damn, I got to spend how much? This is only for two meals. And it's expensive to eat good, too. Like, you know, the good organic shit and, you know, whatever. And, oh, shout out to you vegan people and all that. I bet that meal plan is, man, hellas. You feel me? Man, speaking of eating, me and Dean, we go to Wingstop. I never go to Wingstop because I don't really care for Wingstop. It's kind of trash, in my opinion. You know, to each his own. I don't know. And it mess, it upsets my stomach. So it might be, like, hella greasy every time I eat it. Oh, well, whatever. We go to Wingstop last night, and I remember seeing the advertisement for the thighs. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, well, we can go to Wingstop. I can just get some chicken thighs because I like chicken thighs. I don't really, you know, whatever. I think that's the best part of the chicken, in my opinion, to each his own. So I go to the counter. I'm like, yo, yeah, so I can order some chicken thighs. And she's like, oh, no, you got to order them online or something like that. I'm like, y'all cook them and sell them here, but I have to order them online. I can't order them at the counter. And she's like, yeah. I'm just like, uh, okay. Other day, my baby mama went off on me. Well, I don't like to say baby mama. My son's mother went off on me. But, you know, that happens probably like three or four times a year. You know, I'm used to it by now. When she start going off now, I'm going to just start being like, I'm upstairs. And she just keep going on. I'm like, I'm upstairs. And then she keeps talking. I'm like, I'm upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to just start messing with her, bro. I'm going to just keep saying, I'm upstairs. Meaning I ain't got it all the way in the head, baby. So why is you even talking to me crazy when you know the answer to what you're going off on me about? Fellas, when your baby mama go off on you about whatever they want to go off on you, just make sure you have all your situations together and you have all your facts in order. But if that don't work, then you just don't reply. Because sometimes I feel like I just be getting going off on just to be getting going off on, which I understand. It's hard being the parent that has the kid all the time, you know. You can't keep getting mad at me for the things you got the answer to. I'm doing what I can with what I can, how I can. The other day I left, you know, some trash in the trash can. You know how you have a trash can with the lid on there? And so, like, you don't. You don't smell what's in the trash can until you open that lid, right? So open the lid, man. It smelled like 10,000 dead assholes. And it's like a bunch of gnats that flew out. I was like, oh, shit. So I got the trash out of there. And then I had to, like, get the gnats out. So I have these little, like, fly uh, stringers. If you know what those are, you hang them up. And they have, like, this goo on them. And, like, the gnats will fly on there and get on there. Long story short, man. I was hanging one up, man. The cat was under it, whatever. And then when I was hanging it up, it fell. And it fell on the damn cat. So I had to cut a patch of hair out of him. 
uh, and then wash them off. And uh, yeah, because all that goo was stuck on him, man. But other than that, he's fine, man. Yang is good. He's good. He's laying right here right now. Yeah, he's laying right here right now. He's good, you know. Uh, he also has a foot fetish now. Uh, I guess because before I used to wear socks all the time. And now I walk around without socks because when he was younger, he used to attack my feet because he used to play with them and, like, be trying to bite them and shit. So I would always have socks on. So now I don't, and he just walks up and rubs his head around them and wants to cuddle on my feet and shit like that. But, yeah, Yang, is, he's uh, he's 100, man. I'm tired of hearing about the coronavirus and the vaccine. I'm sure as a lot of you are. Even though it's a serious situation, I get it. But, you know, like my job, for example. One day you come in and, like, oh, if you're vaccinated or whatever, you don't have to... Um, you know, wear a mask in the vicinity or in, or stand six feet away. Then the next day it's, oh, no, you got to wear your mask. You know, then you look on TV and you got, uh, what is it, Joe Biden on there talking about going door to door to, you know, get people vaccinated for people that aren't vaccinated. Then the other day I get online and I see, uh, let me pull it up here because this shit don't make no sense about this vaccine. Every time you turn around, there's some craziness about the vaccine. Breaking news was FDA investigating possibility that J&J vaccine raises risk of rare autoimmune syndrome. Drop the mic, bro. So J&J already got pulled off the shelf. When they was telling it about people getting blood clots, now it's giving you an autoimmune syndrome. Like, uh, can y'all please just fix, whip the dope up the right way? And then you wonder why people don't want to get vaccinated, especially black people. And if you notice, like I said before, they've been pushing that shit hard for the black community. Did you see Juvenile the other day talking about vax that ass up? Hold on, let me pull this up, bro. Because this don't make no sense. I wonder how much the juvenile get paid for vax that ass up. Hold on. Here we go. Probably gonna be a damn ad on there. Oh, Mia X on here too. Like, come on, bro. Okay. Freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. Hold on, then they got Mia X at the end. Hold on. What the hell? Smash with Scott? Who the fuck is Scott? Oh my god, bro. Hey, I mean, get y'all checked, but they didn't. Come on, bro. That's a perfectly uh, <laughs> dope classic song. Why would you mess it up? But I guess they might have got paid some big bucks. Like I said, they've been pushing for the black community to get it the most. And I'm just scared, bro. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I just think they need to figure out how to whip that dope up the right way. Because I'm not trying to be outside of my cousin's pool. Shout out to my cousin and them got the house with the pool out there in Texas. I ain't trying to be out there at the pool and I got to get wheeled out of there. On, you know, in a wheelchair, and I'm, I'm I'm on the side of the pool drooling, talking about I'm upstairs, I'm upstairs, cause I got the vaccine. And in all seriousness, it's like, man, we are the test subjects of this. You know, they doing, they putting this out, 
and we the test subjects, and they seeing what the hell is going to happen. They don't know what this vaccine is doing to people five years from now or whatever. I don't know. I don't know nothing about medicine or none of that shit. All I know is if some the sickness dropped and then almost a year later, y'all like, here, let us stick you with this shit, and this is supposed to cure it. Now it's all of a sudden, hey, it's a new Delta variant, and then you're going to have to get another shot and this and that. It's like, what, what are y'all trying to hop up us on? We're going to be hopped up on a lot of shit, bro. You hopped up on that vaccine. I've been seeing a lot of reports lately about um, like people trashing Airbnbs and uh, you know people reaching settlements because of that. You know somebody came in, this and that, blah blah, blah trash the spot. Also, I saw one bizarre report where um, a, the, a Airbnb uh, had like a sexual assault situation or a rape, but basically somebody had a key to the place that was an Airbnb and. They went in there and raped the girl that was in the Airbnb. Like, how bizarre is that, man? Like, you know, so make sure y'all being safe when y'all out here with these Airbnbs. I mean, I've used a few of them. Uh, I've always been like, you know, other people. I've never been, you know, solo. But uh, definitely something to think about. The weirdest Airbnb experience I had was um, that it was uh, me and two of my homeboys We went down to Texas to visit my homeboy Rashad Shout out to Rashad, a.k.a. Chubbs His birthday was actually yesterday You know, happy birthday, bro But we went out there to visit him a few years back And my boy Justin booked this Airbnb out there And I always thought the concept of an Airbnb was You going into a space that's empty And you stand at the spot, right? So we get there and we walk in the door, whatever, and then, like, the homeowner comes out the back. And then they're talking to us, whatever, whatever, this, is that. Long story short, him and his wife were still staying in the house while us three were in the house. I'm thinking it was just going to be, like, us in the crib by ourselves. But, no, him and his wife was in the house. Uh, we saw them a few times. Uh, he told me to help myself to his beers, so shout out to him wherever he may be <laughs> but yeah i always thought it was just like you know you rent some spot out and you you know you and whoever you with are by them by yourselves but no i didn't know people were renting out like rooms in their crib and people that you just don't know are staying in your house your actual house where you live you know situation like that so that was a very interesting moment my brother mike has an airbnb shout out to mike and i rented it out from my homeboy brian's bachelor situation and uh you know I asked, I said, yo, bro, you know, da, 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 man, make sure we can check out a little bit later. He said, oh, yeah, cool. And then, man, next thing I know, man, I'm in there knocked out, and somebody's walking in there like, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, shit, who are you? And it was the cleaning crew, because they come in and clean at a certain time to get ready for the next guest. I'm like, damn, Mike, I thought you told him, you know, to hold off a few minutes, bro. But, you know, it is what it is. Those are the only two Airbnb experiences that I've ever had. And just to think people are renting Airbnbs out and then trashing them is just like, for what? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that to someone's property? I've never been that type of person or even had that type of mind frame. You know, you always hear stuff about people in like rock bands and entertainers and stuff that would throw parties in hotels and they would trash the hotel and have a crazy, uh, you know, uh, what is it, cleaning fee. That within itself is just stupid. But hey, to each his own. And I report on Chicago situations all the time uh, as far as the killing and the violence there. And when you think you've heard it all or heard the extreme, it's like, ah, man, it's sad. It's just something to top the situation. So a rapper by the name of KTS Dre, he got out of jail the other day. And literally, as soon as he walked out of the jail, walking out of the jail with his grandmother, two cars pull up 
and shoot him and his grandmother. He gets shot 64 times. His grandmother gets shot once. Of course, he's dead on the scene, but man, to get shot 64 times as soon as you walk out the jail in front of the jail and then two cars flee in different directions. That's a hit, man. That's a hit. And uh, I go down, you know, rabbit holes and situations online and situations about Chicago and this and that. Like I told y'all about King Von and KI and FBG Duck and all these people from Chicago that had all these situations going on, man. Hey, it's crazy out there in Chicago, especially on the rap scene and especially people who have been tied to different gangs, etc. Now, this guy's brother, it was named KTS Vaughn. And if you don't know, look him up on YouTube. Look up his documentary, KTS Vaughn. He was a crazy dude, crazy killing dude. And this is his brother, KTS Dre. And you also see his brother, KTS Dre, doing crazy things as well. But I think the main thing was that he got killed for his brother, you know. But at the same time, I seen a conspiracy situation that said... You know, he was supposed to be responsible for killing the rapper G Herbo's brother. So I'm not sure. Like I said, this is all allegedly, but it's just, man, Chicago is just Chicago, you know? And these guys be jumping off the porch at early ages going bananas. You feel me? Situation reminds me of uh, a guy named Shooter Shells. Look up that documentary, it's on YouTube as well. This guy was supposed to be like a top killer or whatever in his gang. And they caught him, and he ended up getting shot. I don't know how many. It was some up there. I don't know if it was 64, but it was some other shots like that. It was an astronomical number, like 64 shots. And uh, there was actually a picture of this guy you could Google and see him laid out on the street. And, um, man, it just looked like this guy. It was just tuna around his head. And, you know, just, hey, you know, it's a Chicago thing. They get you down on the ground. They walk up on you, and they shoot you. They want to shoot you in your face. But rest in peace to all them fallen soldiers, and I don't even know what to say. You know, uh, uh, rewind to about, a, what was it, a month ago? Uh, Lil Dirk's brother, D-Thang, he got killed in Chicago, and he's always with Lil Dirk. And uh, it's kind of one of them situations like, why take your ass back to Chicago, number one? Number two, why put on your, you know, your social media where you at? And as soon as you walk out the club, somebody gun you down. And you know Lil Durk got enemies or you got enemies because I saw situations where he was talking crazy to people, to the ops online. It's just, man, you just you just never know. And uh, another thing, too, to look at about Lil Durk is uh, how pretty much a lot of people around Lil Durk just get killed. He has a number of people that were around him at one point and they have gotten killed. That's a whole nother situation to look up. But uh, hey, like I said, rest in peace to all those fallen soldiers. The other day I got back in the gym and um, I hadn't been to the gym in probably like three or four months. Not so much because of the Corvid situation, but just because I just like, you know, work schedule, this grandma's schedule, my aunt's schedule, just back and forth. You know, situations of me... Being an adult and being responsible for things, you know, I could just couldn't fit it in. So the other day I went back to the gym. I had a great workout. I felt great, right? The next morning I woke up, man, I felt like I was like old as hell, bro. I was so sore. Like my shoulder, I've never, I never had pain in like my shoulder blade area to where like I couldn't really like breathe in all the way, you know, because it hurts so bad. Or either like 
when I'm at work and I had to like bend down to pick something up, I had to like bend down a weird way because if not, my whole back and my shoulder blade area would hurt so bad, man. Like I really felt like that was just a bunch of bitch assness in my blood. And I just, it just was like, man, you're, you know, that bitch assness was in you and it's just, it was holding me down for like two days, bro. And I don't know if that was just like the cause of me not being in the gym for a while or what, but it's like I'm usually I'm I'm pretty fit, you know. I can lift. It wasn't like I was in there being Hercules trying to lift more than I could. Like I was doing my normal thing that I used to do before I left. But man, I was just so damn sore. I had to get the Ben Gay, uh, not the Ben Gay. What is it? The uh, the icy hot patch. Uh, I don't know if that's about Ben Gay. I'm not sure the brand, but the icy hot patch. I had to put put some of them shits on. Man, I felt horrible. Like I just felt old, man. My back, like I said, my back and my shoulder blade, and I had nobody to come massage me or nothing like that, you know. Fast forward to like, I'm almost better. Like, I'm still sore as hell a little bit, still in my shoulder blades, but it's not so much to the point where it like restricts my breathing and, you know, all that, or I can't lift something because it was like, man, I couldn't even lift nothing. Like, I was at work, like, man, I probably need to like tell my boss, like, hey, cuz I got to go. But I thugged it out. And this too shall pass. Praise God, baby. Now, what I really wanted to talk about on this podcast uh, was how quick that people will put a jacket on you. You know, you ever been a person of like mystery, a person that don't nobody really know too much about. But then they always, you know, people want to always put certain things on you because of what they might know or find out. And the casing point I'm talking about is a situation with my job. And when I speak on starter jackets, I'm speaking on situations like I started at one facility in 2016. That's about 20 to 30 minutes away from the facility that I transferred to in 2020 uh, or 2019, something like that. 2019, whatever. Long story short. Back in 2016, I started at this facility, and I had a jacket that was placed on me at that facility that I was banging one of the top bosses, one of the top regional bosses, right? And that was only because that because I wasn't in the back cutting and cooking pig feet bar, 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 barbecue with these niggas. I was doing other situations because of the boss. They put a jacket on me that I was banging the top boss, right? And if you know, I, I was banging the top boss, and I would have a better job. I wouldn't be cooking pig feet back here with you niggas in this ba 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 barbecue place. Now, fast forward, I'm at the same facility, 2016, like I say, to 2019, and throughout that facility, there was drugs, sex, and uh, what else? Misconduct. <laughs> not so much on my end, I would say. Not so much drugs and sex on my end at all. We used to turn up now, have a little taste of that, that little, you know, a little something to get the monkey off your back, a little alky alky every time. You know, every once in a while, that was everybody that was in the facility. There was no judgment at the time. However, I transferred to a new facility, like I said, in like 2019-ish, something like that, right? And... uh Fast forward to last week, I was talking to a young lady, and she was expressing the fact that, oh, this isn't the third, I was attractive, whatever, whatever, and this, that, whatever, and then she said, oh, you know, my mom works here too, but my mom says that she heard that she was a drunk, and that she heard that you were in relationships that you're controlling. No, 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 I will stop right there, because at the same time, yes, 
when I was at the other facility, I did have a taste. And at the other facility, I was in a relationship that played out to be some craziness or whatever at this case. However, I will say this, that people will sit there and try to shame you for doing the same thing that, that they do to take the attention off of them. I was just wondering, how did news travel from one facility to the next? But I understand how it does because people are going to talk, especially when you have a sort of mystique on yourself and you are you carry yourself a certain way that people want to know and want to be on the inside of seeing what you got going on in your life they got to put a jacket on you as soon as they get a flaw some type of flaw they got to put it on you and that's gonna ride with you case in point there was a young lady that was you know i knew from the old facility whatever whatever you know blah 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 i won't go into details about you know intricate workings about how she disliked this person that person whatever but every time somebody would bring me up or whatever the case she would always have to say something negative about me about me being not attractive in her eyes or how i dealt with a situation i had a relationship wise back in 2018 or how i did this that and the third back in a facility back in 2016 17 18 I'm just like, think of something else. It's 2021. This shit happened two, three years ago. Why are you still trying to come and tell people about shit that happened fucking three, four years ago? You know why? Because it takes light off of the negative things and the situations that they got going on in the same facilities to take the heat off of them. So you got to shine light on somebody else's negative situation that happened damn near four years ago to make yourself feel better. But whatever, I don't give a damn. I used to work out there at the other facility, the guy that smoked crack. He smoked crack, an older guy. He would tell me about smoking crack, this, that, and the third. But in other conversations, he would try to shame another person that worked at the same facility that smoked crack. I never understood that shit, bro. i say the main mistake I made was basically trying to use alcohol to pacify the things that I was going through at the moment. Because when I was at that other facility, I was going through a lot family-wise, mental-wise, relationship-wise, all at once. And I was using alcohol to kind of patch that up. But then it's like, damn, I'm thinking, you know, in retrospect, like, so the same people that I'm drinking with or they bring in alcohol and I'm drinking with them or I'm bringing out alcohol and we drinking together, these are the same people that's going back and trying to talk crazy about me. Because I also was wondering, how does a 60-year-old woman that I've never met working at a different facility have some type of drop on me to tell her daughter, which isn't true? The relationship shit, okay, let's address that. So if a nigga walked up to the gal I was supposed to be with in that facility and he's blowing her kisses in front of me, I walked up and I was checking that nigga or I was checking her. But at the same time, you got to let her choose because at the end of the day, she was choosing. And I'm light-skinned and I'm, I'm sensitive. And it took an older lady at that facility to let me know, hey, like, she giving them that attention. So you need to just understand that she giving him that attention. And I was just like, alright, I had to just take it for what it was. Moral of the story is, your character will outweigh any lie told about you, those that know you, know you. And at the end of the day, some people just gonna have something to say just because they got something to say. Drop the mic, fly perspective. Let's ride out, Let's like, ride this. out like this. Happy to Happy announce to my, guy. my guy, in crowd kizzy. In crowd kizzy. Man, we go back. Uh, St. Louis situation from when he had a record called Jump Stupid. Uh, St. Louis situation from when he had a record called All I Do Is Shine. And man, one of my guys that I'm in his corner no matter what, man. And I'm glad to announce that his project in Crowd Kizzy, Sky Stories, Days of Thunder is on all streaming platforms. It just give you that fucking feeling. 
We used to trap, we was back to back moving them packs This was back when I wasn't having pains Broke out the road on foes and then switched to Impala And stay with a couple of lean I used to stay on them dips and then drink for you blanket And still we could move them with ease I really ran up a bag, I was broke off my ass On that Juvie 400 degrees It's off the bro, no he ready to go If he crossing your heart and I'm dotting your T's Know what I said, we be paying attention We stay on them moving them Q's and them V's I give a fuck what a broke nigga think If it don't make me money, it can't be a G I really ran up a bag, I was broke off my my ass on that juvie for one at the free. We back up back in the trenches, bro. Hustle relentless. He say me was fresh off a beat. He threw the hoop off the glass like I cleaned off my ass. Matter of fact, it was that AJ Grill. We ran a blue pick and roast at the big AJ roll. If you try it, I'm splitting you with. Always on dips. If you knew me back then, I was vibing and rolling. It is what it is. Cool as a seed. Nigga, don't play about the gang up and bust so you spit out a name. Ask about that St. Louis nigga got locked up in Houston. He stood on a 10 of them things. We don't say that. Go lay down, you get paid. Shit that we did, take them trips to the grave. Trip off no pitch, that shit, we gotta get paid Word around town, he just might have them things Shout out to gang, we hold the world, run it up, shit's insane Death for designer, this loyalty thing Ghetto children, how them ghetto billions We was all juveniles, moving them things I ain't dead, nigga, I can't complain But we right back and we in the game Back to back, blowing back to back No blank a pussy, nigga, I We used to try, we was back to back, moving them packs This was back when I wasn't having things Broke out the world on foes and then switched to Impala And stay with a couple of leads I used to stay on them dips and then drink for you blanket and still we could move them with ease I really ran up a bag, I was broke off my ass on that Juvie for one of the trees Just off the bro, no, he ready to go If he crossing your heart and I'm dotting your T's Know what I said, we be paying attention We stay on them moving them Q's and them P's I give a fuck what a broke nigga think If it don't make me money, it can't be a G I really ran up a bag, I was broke off my ass on that Juvie for one of the trees Trapping a sport, me and mine go and get them, it's more Time is money, nigga, you can't afford Cut these little niggas off a board Wages can't be Surf with a board no With the tax on mine It's more Thrax sign on mine Of course Through the air And straight to the <laughs> Yeah Nigga thought I was gonna fuck it up, huh? Bet that shit fucks him up, huh? Mad at your old lady Cuffing your new lady, huh? Skirt, I'm gonna fuck on her, huh? This nigga's time of the month Pussy I can come scroll when I want Rookie Juice ain't new devils New levels My foot on the pedal This chopper gonna come make a oopsie, huh? Lately been blanking I'm facing these demons I pray to the Lord I've been crashing this beating Host pray on my semen I know that they steaming, I keep tunnel vision, the money to You broke when you point shit, you broke while you breathing I snapped on this bitch shit, I'm rich while I'm reading I doubled the odds, then I tripled the season A hundred more rounds if them niggas still breathing